Oklahoma is in the playoff. Baylor is in the Sugar Bowl. Jalen Hurts is a Heisman Trophy finalist. Chuba Hubbard is not. We're going to discuss that and more on a short, sweet episode. This is the Big 12 Bullets. Bienvenidos, and welcome to the Big 12 Bullets. This is going to be, I've made several promises, this is going to be a short, sweet episode because we don't have any games this weekend. We do have the Heisman Trophy ceremony. That's what we're going to focus on for the most part. We will start discussing with the Oklahoma and Baylor game uh, this weekend. An incredible game. Oklahoma once again getting to off to a good start and then letting another team back into it, Jalen Hurts a key player in letting the other team back into it. But then, of course, also a key player in leading Oklahoma to the win. Eventually, Oklahoma's defense looks really, really, really good. Again, they look for real. And as we take a look at the whole season, I think they are for real. And I think that they will continue to improve next year. Um, Do I think they have a chance in the playoff? We'll talk about that in a little bit. Baylor... A great season. They're going to be playing Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. That is going to be a great and very interesting game. And also, it'll probably be like 13 to 10 or something like that because those are two good defenses and not great offenses. But we are here to talk Heisman because that's the only thing upcoming this weekend besides Army Navy. Heisman Trophy Ceremony. Now, this year is an interesting year because the, the winner is so, so far out ahead of everyone that I don't think there's going to be any debate. Joe Burrow is going to win the Heisman and he deserves to win the Heisman and he deserves it about as much as anyone uh, has in the last 10 years. I I can't really think maybe we go back even further, Um, but he's up there with, with Baker Mayfield Um, in just the, it's just obvious. There's not even a debate. He's the best player in college football. Or at least he's the most important and best player on the best team at the most important position. Let's put it that way. Because Chase Young might be the best player in college football. And I actually, I am not an Ohio State guy by any means. I would love for Ohio State to lose every game forever. But I do like that a defensive player can make the Heisman finalist list and be invited to New York. I like that. I like that for college football, and I like that for just the award itself, that it's recognizing not just the best quarterback on the best team, um, which you could accuse the award of, of being uh, many years. And in many years, it's it's been the best running back on the best team. But I think that the running back is not highly valued in college football. It's definitely not highly valued in the NFL. And so that's what we're going to get into a little bit with Chuba Hubbard. Not being invited to New York to not being invited to New York, I think that is a bit of a, a travesty, and uh, and I think that if I was picking a Big Twelve player to go to New York, it would be Chuba. It would not be Jalen Hurts. And you can maybe accuse me of a reverse bias in the sense that I've seen every single play Jalen Hurts has made this year, and maybe those negative plays are sticking in my mind more than they would. Uh, if he was on another team, and maybe that's why I say he doesn't deserve it, but I just don't think that he's been one of the four best players in college football this year. You know, if I look at Oklahoma's team overall, 
he's not the most important player on the team. Well, he's the most important because he gets the ball so much, but that defense is really the reason they're in the playoff this year, which is a really weird thing to say. And, you know, when you look at the contributions that Joe Burrow has made to LSU, or you look at the contributions that Chase Young or even Justin Fields has made um, for Ohio State, and then you look at Jalen Hurts and you're like, he's actually brought that offense back to earth from the Baker-Kyler era, and he's actually made them worse. I mean, frankly, they're worse. They play a different style, and maybe that style actually will help them in the playoff because they keep the ball for a long time if, if it's not being turned over. And, and maybe there is an argument to be, made, to be made there, but when I'm thinking of a Heisman Trophy winner and a Heisman Trophy finalist, I'm thinking of a guy that is, if you took them out of the offense, you would have to be, you would have to replace them with a Heisman level player, a la Baker leaves, Kyler replaces him. And that that the only way to maintain that level of offense and that level of skill and that level of production is to replace him with another Heisman Trophy winning type player. And I think Oklahoma's offense will be fine next year with whether it's Spencer Rattler or it's Tanner Mordecai. I just I don't think that we're going to be like, oh, my gosh, where's we miss Jalen Hurts. You know what I mean? And, And that's kind of a whole different discussion. But. All I'm saying, Jalen Hurts has been great. He's been a great bridge between those great players to what Oklahoma fans hope is another great player in Spencer Rattler. At the same time, do I think he's one of the four best players in college football this year? No, not at all. I think C.D. Lamb has been a better player than him. Uh, And so I I think you could probably name six or seven players, eight, ten players that I would say have been better than him this year. So I don't really agree with him being invited to New York. I think that's a name recognition thing. And I think that's a look at the stats, look at the touchdown numbers and not the turnover numbers uh, and not the just kind of lack of dynamism, lack of dynamic offense that there is with Oklahoma. And on the other side is Chuba Hubbard not being invited. I think that is the opposite of of the the name recognition thing with Jalen Hurts, it's the non-name recognition with Chuba Hubbard. But his stats are they're amazing. I mean, the guy has one thousand. He has almost two thousand yards. When his bowl game stats count, he'll have two thousand yards on the season. He's averaging six yards a carry, but he carried it three hundred and nine times. Twenty-one touchdowns. Not to mention, you know, he, he catches a decent amount of passes. He, should, he could probably be using the pass game a little bit more. But, I mean, this is a really important player on a pretty good team, and he's he's the leading rusher in the country. And it's weird to think that we're at a point in the sort of lack of respect for running backs that the leading rusher in the country doesn't get an invite to New York City. So Hubbard, and just to compare Hubbard to some of the other running backs, Jonathan Taylor was talked about, Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin, Talked about a lot at the beginning of the season as a potential Heisman Trophy candidate. Hubbard outrushed him by um, about 20 yards um, on, on, on 10 more carries, but they averaged almost the exact same amount of yards, same amount of touchdowns, and neither one of them got invites to to the Heisman Trophy ceremony. So I guess maybe they split votes on people who respect the running back. And then you have, of course, Ohio State's J.K. Dobbins, who really, if we want to talk about maybe the best actual running back in the country, 
it's I mean it's these three guys that you're de- you the ones you're debating between and J.K. Dobbins might be the most dynamic of those three. Uh, he doesn't have as near as many rushing attempts. Uh, he has about 100 less yards, but he averages more than Hubbard by 0.1, uh, and he has only one less touchdown on that many, you know, 26 less attempts. So there's three really just great dynamic running backs for three good teams. Uh, Oklahoma State, obviously not as good as as those other two. I just feel like I'm a little bit disappointed. Not that I – this is not a personal thing. It's just disappointing in in the sense of college football that a running back, a great running back, is pretty much not even considered for the Heisman anymore. I At the same time, I was disappointed sort of in the era – what, eight years ago when it seemed like uh, just the best running back for Alabama, he's a Heisman Trophy winner, whether it's Mark Ingram or uh, Derrick Henry or or even Trent Richardson, who finished third in the Heisman Trophy voting uh, to Andrew Luck and Robert Griffin the third. You know, it just seemed like for a while, I was like, okay, Alabama, they're going to have a good running back and they're going to go to the Heisman Trophy ceremony. Now it seems like it's kind of the same thing with best three or four quarterbacks. They all go and you give it to the best one. I I don't disagree with the Heisman voting. I obviously think Kyler and Baker should have won, and I obviously think that Joe Burrow should win this year, and, and even Lamar Jackson when he won. All of these things, I'm not disagreeing with the eventual winner, but I do think that there is a, a severe lack of respect almost for running backs happening in college football, and I just think it's interesting. Chuba will be back next year because he was a sophomore this year. That will be a really interesting year, and maybe the name recognition will play up more, and he'll start the season as a contender, and if he has a great season, then maybe he gets that invite. But it's just, I think he deserved it. I'm not really sure that Jalen does, but I'll be cheering on Jalen and uh, hoping maybe he finishes uh, second or third or fourth. I think he should probably finish fourth if I'm just guessing but uh anyway that's kind of the heisman hype the heisman discussion like i said this is going to be a short episode so i'm gonna leave it at that but of course there's all kinds of great bowl games this year in the big 12 let me run down those games for you real quick i think one of the most intriguing games is that first game december 27th the academy sports and outdoors texas bowl that is Oklahoma State against Texas A&M. That is a fascinating matchup, and I will be excited to get into that later. But that's a matchup, obviously, of old Big 12 foes. You have a Texas A&M team who had one of the hardest schedules in college football history, uh, and they've kind of been riding the coattails of, hey, it doesn't matter. I mean, listen, we played the, one of the hardest schedules ever, so that's why we weren't very good this year. And then you have Oklahoma State, who actually had a surprisingly pretty good year. And I think that's such a fascinating matchup because we'll see. Is Texas A&M right that they are better than average this year? Or is Oklahoma State a pretty good team and Texas A&M is really the kind of average team that they look like? That's fascinating. Another fascinating game, December 28th, big day for the Big 12 because you have Oklahoma LSU. We'll really get into that later. I'm not feeling great about Oklahoma's chances in that game. But the other game that day, the 11 a.m. game, Iowa State against Notre Dame in the Camping World Bowl, which is, of course, quite a fall for Notre Dame to be in the Camping World Bowl. 
But man, that's a really fascinating matchup. That would be a huge win for Iowa State, not because of the name Camping World Bowl, but because of the name Notre Dame. They can win that game. They had a, a bowl win over Notre Dame. Like that is a really good capper on your season. And then we have Texas, who does not deserve to be playing a good team, but because they're Texas, they will be. So Texas is playing Utah. I think Utah, if they're engaged in that game at all, will win that game pretty handily. But then again, they got pretty well dominated by Oregon last time we saw them. So maybe Utah is not as good as we hoped, but that's the Alamo Bowl. That's on December 31st. The other December 31st game is Kansas State versus Navy. That's interesting. I don't really know anything to say about that game right now uh, other than Navy is pretty good and uh, Kansas State also pretty good, but I really will have to study up on that one because I, I, I really have no clue who's going to win that one. And then the fascinating Baylor versus Georgia Sugar Bowl, two defensive teams, two teams that just missed out on the playoff on the last day. That is going to be a really, really, really good game. It'll be interesting to see how Georgia goes into that game. Will they have the same mindset they had last year against Texas where they ended up getting beat because they had that, oh, where do we should be in the playoff, whatever. Uh, and they got embarrassed. They got absolutely embarrassed. And if they get embarrassed again by a Big 12 team, I, I'm not uh, – Kirby Smart, is his, his job is safe. But the uh, Mark Richt syndrome will really start setting in with Kirby Smart. The, uh, you just can't get – over the line you just can't win that big game so I think there's actually a lot on the line in that game for Georgia meanwhile Baylor's kind of like hey we win amazing season we lose amazing season so you never want to play the team that has nothing to lose and I think Baylor's absolutely the team with nothing to lose in that game so we'll uh I'll talk to you again I don't know how regular the podcast will be up to that point but we'll do some preview podcasts as these games come up, they all are really jumbled up in, in the space of a few days. Um, so we might have a couple podcasts over the course of those days. But this one, short, sweet, Heisman talk. Like, subscribe, tell your friends about, share on social media, the podcast, Bed Goods Big 12 Bullets. Do it on SoundCloud, do it on iTunes, do it on Spotify, do it on wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the newsletter. Go to Big12Bullets.com to subscribe to the newsletter. I'll be sending those bull newsletters out as well. Those are always fun. I think they get they get pretty exciting as the bulls get exciting. So I will talk to you guys when I talk to you. This has been the Big 12 Bullets. Oh.